1027. Previously on Joe Berg's Hottest Breakfast Show. We welcome uh, Reverend Shona to Hot 1027. Good morning, Reverend. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And you? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're surviving just like everybody else in this thing called life and get it on with it. You know, having a laugh here and there and try, trying to uh, see a positive side on things. So, so what are we going to talk about this morning? We all need to see a positive side. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be talking about death and near-death experiences. Oh, thanks. And I can see from Tony's <laughs> face, he doesn't think that's positive. Wow. Um, but I think it's important because okay. I need to speak into what people are experiencing. Yeah. And just today, I've got two COVID funerals. So yeah. I think we need to talk about it and see the positive in it um, and look at life after death. So I, I, as a priest, I spend a lot of time with people who are dying. Mm. And we go and give them last rites. And the one very good positive thing for the priest is that you get very close to a family. And it's a privilege to do that because you spend time with them when they're at mm. their most vulnerable. And I can remember one night being called to Olivedale to meet with Rob and his family. Rob and his family were very close to me. And he'd been battling with cancer for a while and he was near the end. And as we all raced there, he wasn't talking. He had his eyes closed. And we knew he could hear us because he still squeezed our hands. So we thought he might be unconscious. But suddenly he opened his eyes and said, the light, the light. So we thought he meant that the light in the hospital ward was disturbing him because it is quite bright. Quickly ran around, switched them all off, and he went on and on, the light, the light, until his eight-year-old granddaughter. Mm. And you often hear things from the young. She said, he's talking about the light of God. Mm. And he nodded, and with that he actually passed. And I could talk about a whole lot of others, but the other one that has really stayed with me for a few years now was a colleague's father. He was dying and we were all standing there and his wife came in and said, Hi love, would you like some porridge for breakfast? And he said, on this side love, I don't need food. And he felt he had already crossed over and he could still speak to us, which was mm. interesting. Wow. So both point to life after death and I believe fully in life after death, not just because I'm a priest, but because of so many experiences with people who are passing and my own near-death experience. So I thought I'd speak about the near-death experiences more today because of COVID and the increased number of people who are having experiences that they can't explain, especially in the COVID ICUs. The increased number of families who are stressed, confused, worried about their family members. So I'm listening to more and more stories of NDEs, as they call them, near-death experiences, and of experiences of people who were near-death um, but perhaps hadn't stopped breathing and their hearts hadn't stopped, but they're also having these experiences. After my own experience, I did a lot of research and there are some things that I feel would be helpful for people to know because it would certainly have helped mm. me at the time. So firstly, it's very common for the person to say there are no words to describe the experience. And it's actually quite frustrating. I found it so when people keep saying to me, but tell me what was it like? Tell me what you felt. There are actually no words in our language to describe um, the peace and the bliss and the lack of fear and the sense of being surrounded by love that you experience. Secondly, it can change you, and I think that's important to know. For me, I found myself much more aware of eternal time as opposed to linear time, and I didn't want to waste time anymore. I had a deep desire to know more, learn more, experience more, discover more. I wanted to discover what my purpose here was. Why was I here? What did I need to do? And I know it may sound like a cliche, but I needed to rediscover who I really was and stop trying to please everyone, become my authentic self. And the research I've done shows that this is very common for people. It can cause conflict in relationships. It's important to know that. And it's very important that if you are aware of it, that you seek help if you need to. Um, it's important for people to understand what's going on within them. 
I also found that I had no time for pettiness anymore. Definitely became much less judgmental, less worried about needing things to be perfect. People were coming to visit me. I no longer rush around tidying up the whole house. They're coming to see me, I hope. And if they're coming to see my home, well, then that's their problem. <laughs> and for me, one of the biggest changes was that I no longer had any fear of death. And it definitely changes a person and the way you live. I just want to live, love, be loved, and not sweat the small stuff anymore. And I hear that over and over again from people. You become deeply aware of your own mortality and others and how fragile life is and you stop taking things for granted. So many people save the good things for guests only. I say use them today. You don't know if you've got tomorrow. And my last thought, don't let yourself be defined by others. The best thing I read yesterday was someone who said, nothing defines me because a definition excludes the ability to change. NDEs do change one and in spite of some who are going to argue with me, I have no doubt of life after death. And I live life from that perspective. Have a great day. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you, Reverend. Tony, Buddy, Simon, John, and Rogany. Weekday 6 to 9 on Hot 101.